0: 20 minutes a day, 365 days a year, this is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. What is up, Packers fans? It is the Quick Slants Podcast. It came on Wisconsin two days late this week. My apologies. A little bit of life got in the way earlier this week, but I am doing the show and it's going to be another quick one this week. I'll be back next week in my normally slated slot on Wednesday with some topics to be determined. But I thought I would focus this week's show on some of the comments that Devontae Adams made about the locker room, Aaron Rodgers, the wide receiver position for the Green Bay Packers, what things look like. I've had a good time over at the Packaday podcast that I co host with Mark Eckel and Paul Bredell. These last. Two shows, uh, the next of which is going to come out tomorrow, have been breaking down Paul's 53-man roster prediction. Last week we did the offense, and this coming week uh, tomorrow we're going to be breaking down the defensive side of the ball. But we talked about the receivers last week, and I thought it was interesting. Adams earlier this week said that when Aaron Rodgers comes back, and I know this has been discussed and talked about when Aaron Rodgers comes back, the locker room will be fine, they will accept him, they will be ready to go and everything will be okay all right it's whatever product gets put out on the field as long as it works they don't have to like each other they don't have to love how each other rolls and how they handle their personal pr and some of that other stuff but the packers just need to roll on the field because they've got such a good roster one of the best offenses in football they add a mary rogers they've got most of their offense coming back minus the center You'd like to think there's not going to be a huge drop-off. Corey Lindsley's hard to replace, but I think the Packers will be okay. Josh Myers ends up being not that good. You could just put Elton Jenkins in there, figure it out otherwise on the offensive line. So, the offense is looking pretty good, but the wide receiver position, Devontae Adams, man, he's still looking for that legit running mate. That dude on the opposite side of him, and I don't think Amari Rodgers is going to become that in his first season. I think they're going to use Rodgers a lot. They're going to try to work Deguara into the game plan but I don't think any of the receivers on this roster right now are, are going to be become that that dude like the Wolf Fuller to you know go along with DeAndre Hopkins when he was in Houston before he ended up coming to the Arizona Cardinals so but if you look at the receiver position it is kind of interesting Marquez Valdez Scantling is still back the speedster he played really well in the NFC championship game it's been a long time since the Packers played a football game. But if he's going to build on his last performance, that's a great way to go out. He played; he was one of the best players on the field, and for a role player that didn't didn't do much of being the, one of the best guys on the field much during his first three seasons, that was really really good to see. I think that's a building block for 83 in the offense. I think he builds some confidence, and he's like, "Hey, I belong. I played huge in a big game, and I can do it again. I can be that for this, the rest of this season." And then you've got Devin Funchess. Who's in the mix? Now, Funchess is going to be more middle to bottom of the depth chart as far as the receivers go. Alan Lazard. Lazard comes back. Not a super dynamic receiver, but he makes big plays when it's needed, and he does a lot of really good things in the Packers offense. So Lazard's a guy that you need. You get to that fourth spot. Amari Rogers, your third-round pick, unsigned. Interesting note about that. I didn't realize this, but because uh, I always wondered why some of these lower-round players sign last. Like the first-rounders are signed, second-rounders are signed, sixth, seventh third is unsigned and it's because there's so much that's certain and obvious and known about the contracts for first rounders, second rounders fourth and on i think are are pretty much known the third round is a little bit odd because there's additional compensation that can be negotiated so you see a lot of third rounders kind of signed last but amari rogers will be ready to go in training camp breaks at the end of july which is almost a month away which is awesome to know that we're that close to packers football starting up again but Rodgers, I don't think, is going to become that guy for Adams. And then outside of that, you've got Equinemius St. Brown, who I just, I don't even know if Equinemius St. Brown's going to be on this team this year. He had a couple of really bad drops in big spots. And I know that Aaron Rodgers really likes him a lot, but that will disenfranchise you to most any coaching staff and teammates and teams and maybe make the quarterback a little hesitant when it's crunch time and you're dropping big passes like that that could make a difference on the scoreboard. So Equinemius St. Brown, not sure. Not sure if we're going to get to see the bat, the the battle of the St. Browns as his brother got drafted by the Detroit Lions who will face the Packers twice this year. But I, I like the pass-catching group. I like that group a lot. I, I think they're going to be very effective and I think it's going to be Rodgers throwing them the football. And you could lump the tight ends into that mix too and talk about Tunyon and and again, like I said, DeGuara at tight end. I don't know what is going to end up doing. He's, he's going to miss the first game or two and then he's going to come back and we'll see what happens uh, after he comes back from his suspension but the pass catchers I hope they're all ready to re-accept Aaron Rodgers they need to because this this is this is where the Packers are going to feast in the passing game and getting it done through the air Aaron Jones is back the running game is there AJ Dillon it's it's you know but the Matt LaFleur offense is really predicated on being successful through the air and that's what it takes to be successful in the NFL you got to be able to throw the football and the Packers have Spent a lot of, and invested a lot in their offensive line, protecting Rodgers, giving him time to throw. You got the weapons. Devontae Adams, you know, it's almost criminal to just expect Adams to catch 100 balls and get in the end zone 15 times, but he can do it. I mean, he can get open in a phone booth, as they say, the cliche. He's so good with his footwork. And Adams did also say he's planning on staying in Green Bay, not planning on going anywhere else. There's been some talk about whether the Packers were going to be able to re-sign Adams. And I know that... the money has to be right, and Adams isn't going to give a huge hometown discount of any sort, nor should he, to the Packers. But it sounds like his first choice is staying in Green Bay. And When that's the case, then you you, you kind of work a little more with the other side and try to make it happen. Is a little You, you put a little extra effort into it. And if it comes down to a couple dollars here or there, staying in Green Bay versus getting a few more somewhere else, and it's maybe a mediocre team or one of the bad teams that's throwing a bunch of guaranteed money at them, well, maybe you keep your family where they're at and you don't uproot their lives and, and go play for a team like the Jets. I always use the Jets as an example of mediocrity because I can't really think of any any others that are bad. I mean, it used to be you could you could like the Titans and the Bills and those have now become one of the better teams in the NFL. But I think Devontae Adams stays in Green Bay and I think the Packers find a way to get it done. The money always seems to get worked out one way or the other and they need him. They need Adams, whether it's going to be Jordan Love time or it's going to be Aaron Rodgers for a couple years. Adams is just not a piece you can let walk out. There's just too much of a drop-off. And, and think about this. What would the Packers receiver group look like if they had no opportunity to add talent? And Devontae Adams, you know, if, if he gets hurt and, and if your stars get hurt, you know, you're, you're kind of screwed anyway. But if Devontae Adams gets hurt, the Packers wide receiver group is very different. Very, very different when you're trying to force the football to Lazard and MVS and you don't have Adams out there. Defenses can double. They don't have to honor as much. It's it's just not not what you want. As former Yankees manager Joe Girardi used to say. So, uh as far as the Packers passing game, uh, you know, that that's kind of what I wanted to 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 go over was the receiver group. And that I'm excited about them. I still think they're going to be really good. I think they'll be very productive. And then let's not forget about the running backs. I'm excited to see what A.J. Dillon can do in the passing game. Aaron Jones is still a very valuable weapon. Getting out there, catching passes, doing what he does with his dynamic. Just get the ball in his hands and let him make plays and let him do what it is that he does. If Aaron Jones is healthy, he's going to be a really good part of this offense. I was really glad that he got re-signed. The Packers surprised a lot of us in making that happen. But he really was a very important part of... Of the offense they needed him because he was he was a big producer last year. So Aaron Rodgers has a lot of reasons to get himself into camp. He's got to get working with these guys. You know, starting it out starting it out in training camp is fine, and you can you know poo poo the mini camps and spring ball. And I know Rodgers is getting up there in years; he's you know older and cranky in terms of football years, but. I, it's got to start now and the culture and the attitude and the, we need to get over the hump. It, it needs to start now. And I think that's one of the, the more disappointing things in my eyes with regards to Rogers, not being with the team so far is that it's, you're so close. You've been so close for two years. You got to stay in it. You got to keep your head in it. And your personal agenda is, is kind of taking over. I mean, you, you again, you you can, you can, downplay the importance of a spring football program when there's no defense and you're playing against air and it's seven on seven and it's not really competitive and your body clock doesn't it's not summer yet and you're not into the grind and you don't go into the bubble for six months like they do once they start training camp and all that kind of stuff but every every minute matters and you ain't getting any younger rogers so if you want to win a championship, you got to be a part of building that culture and and getting ready to take that step. So if you're at the 1-yard line of getting into the end zone and bringing another Super Bowl trophy home, you got to do everything you can to get over that line. And that includes being with the team and and being there, practicing, fighting, bonding, leading, all those things. And they're not happening not happening from number twelve right now, and that's one of the, one of the like I said, one of the things that's that's most disappointing to me. But the receivers are back. They're playing. They're playing hard. Don't forget about guys like Reggie Begelton. I don't think I think your wide receiver group is largely set. You know, I think they've they've got the guys that that mostly played last year. Adams, MVS, Lazard, Amari Rogers is your fourth guy. I, at this point right now, I would say Devin Funches hasn't played football in two years, but after what we saw from Equanemia St. Brown, can Funchess really be that much worse? I don't know. He seems like he's in pretty good shape. He's got more years of experience in the NFL, so he's been in more games. So I give the nod to Funchess as your fifth guy, and if they're going to keep a sixth, then, okay, then you dip into the St. Brown, and maybe St. Brown is your sixth guy. If they're going to keep six, I tend to think they might only go with five, you got the practice squad that you can tinker and play with. Uh, EQ, he'd be interesting. I'd be interested to see what happened if he ended up on the practice squad and if somebody might take a, a shot at him. We always think that the Packers players, if we put on, if they get put on the practice squad, are going to get plucked and we're worried they're all going to get signed by another team and then they never do. Sometimes players are their best with the team that they're they're with. If they go somewhere else, they're not going to be as good. So maybe maybe you look at a guy like Equinemius St. Brown and other teams wouldn't be interested in him, but he's, he's most valuable to the Packers and he's very valuable in Green Bay. But if they can maneuver with the roster, the cornerback and the wide receiver position are kind of two that that you can sometimes either go with an extra guy or not if depending on how your roster is going to shake out depends on how many tight ends they want to keep how many offensive and offensive linemen they're going to keep how many inside linebackers are they going to keep I had a great time having that discussion with uh, paul and mark over pack a day regarding the roster so definitely go check that out that one's going to come out tomorrow that's the defensive breakdown tomorrow if you want to listen to last week's show it was the saturday pack a day breaking down paul's offensive roster predictions i know it's early it's it's too early to make these predictions, but you know, I mean, we're at that time of the year right now where the content we got to have something to talk about. And I any time a player comes out and speaks or says something, I absolutely love it. DeVonte Adams has helped us out a couple of weeks in a row. Last time he was saying he's going to shout from the mountaintops, he loves his quarterback, he loves Aaron Rodgers. Still does. And now he's saying everything's going to be fine when Aaron Rodgers comes back. So as Paul Brettell says, when you if you read the tea leaves, if you read the tea leaves, that gives us a pretty good indication of what the players and some very important players on this team, number 17 being one of them, think about the chances of number 12 coming back and playing quarterback for the Green Bay Packers this season. So before I ramble on any further, that was all I wanted to say about the wide receiver position. I do want to hear your thoughts though. Tweet at me. I'm at Jason Perone. Tweet me. What, who do you think is going to stick around? Right? Who's, who's going to stay? Who's going to go? Uh, you know, I didn't talk about Malik Taylor. And Malik Taylor was a big part of the team last year. He was the kick returner at one point. He got in the game and he and he played a lot. I just, he was, he's a very undynamic player. He's just, you know, he's a very bottom of the roster, serviceable at best receiver that the Packers really liked for some reason and thought would be good at kickoffs. And he just was not. He didn't do a single thing on special teams. He wasn't bad. But I think you can do better, and I would take the upside of equity Saint Brown on that last spot of the depth chart over Taylor. So to address him and not to leave him out of the discussion completely. But let me know what you think as far as who you'd keep, who you think is going to stick if the Packers. You know, if you think they might add anybody. There isn't really anybody else for the to be added, but you never know. Cuts start happening in training camp, and all, all sorts of things start happening. And. Trades and you just never know what uh, what could be the case before it's all said and done. We'll see what the Packers do at the wide receiver position, but great offense, and I think they're going to be better, and the wide receiver position is one that's going to be really exciting. I'm excited for Amari Rodgers to sign that third-round contract, get into camp, so we can see what he's going to look like in a Packers uniform. Thanks, everybody, for following along. Sorry again for the delay this week. I'll be back again next week, Wednesday. If anybody has any topics they want to hear about, talk about, any questions they want addressed, Tweet me, I'm at Jason Perone. Make sure that you're following Game On Wisconsin. We just passed 5,000 followers as we inch towards our one-year anniversary of existence. And it has been a jam-packed year full of a ton of great shows, great guests, a lot of Packers players, a lot of personalities coming through and have become friends of the Game On Wisconsin family. And as our fearless leader, Jacob Westendorf, has told us several times in our internal chats lately, more big things to come. So thanks, everybody, for all of your support. Everybody, enjoy the rest of the week. Stay cool, stay safe, and go Paco.